Hey everybody, when you hear that music, uh, you would think it's time for a baseball game and a commentary on the current season. Cubs are in first place, tied with the Brewers, and uh, we are getting ready to start baseball, but not today, in a month. I'm joined by the golden voice, the golden tonsils of the Milwaukee Brewers, and uh, even before that, the Bucks. I think, are can actually play a game in COVID land. So how are you doing, Craig? I'm doing well, my friend, hanging in there, and uh, glad we've got... Um some more positive news, finally some positive news to talk about with the return of the game here in about a month. Uh, that's good news for your bank account and everything. Not so, uh, <laughs> not so good for my, my season tickets. I'm just trying to figure out if, uh, if they let fans in, which I'm starting to hear some rumors. How in the world are they going to do that? Have you heard anything about that? Well, I think that they, they have to discuss that right now a little bit anyway and start making some kind of plans because – you know, I, I know things have uh, popped up, you know, as far as uh, positive cases, especially in the South uh, across the country. But, you know, football seems and, and college football seems like they're trying to go ahead and make plans that somehow they're going to have some fans in the stands. And, you know, baseball is going to start up well before then. But I, but I think before the end of the season, I, I wouldn't be surprised if things, you know, go on that trajectory level up uh, with good things happening here that there won't be some fans in the stands by the end of the season, if not the playoffs. So I think they have to make plans for that because you, you can't have 40,000 people in a 40,000 seat, you know, ballpark, but you can have some fans in it would seem. So um, they're, I, I'm sure they're looking forward to making some kind of plans there and hoping it happens. I, I think the other thing, Jamie, is, Every state is also different. Like, like in the city of Milwaukee right now, that wouldn't work. It may work in Houston, but, you know, right now it wouldn't work in, in Milwaukee. So they, each state and each city has to get to that point, too. Yeah, I think the Chicago or the Illinois deal is that when they get to phase four or phase five or phase 20 and they get to uh, uh, have um, stadiums, it seems to me that 20% is the number that uh, – the governor in Illinois is going with. So, you know, let's say that, uh, boy, I just don't know how you do it. I mean, number one, you couldn't let those Brewer fans in on StubHub. Number two, uh, <laughs> what if I didn't want to go to the game? What if I said, you know, I'm afraid uh, being uh, seven years old that I might get sick. And so do I get charged for my seat or do I lose my season ticket because I, you know, gotten a spat with the Cubs? Then the other thing I was thinking about, is um, if if you hire me to drive you to the stadium, then I might want to tailgate outside if I can't get into the stadium. Uh, or if I have to drive you over to your studio, do I tailgate in your parking lot and get a live feed of the game? Or, you know, do you come out and give me an interview play-by-play -play in, the, in the middle of the game? There are all sorts of hypothetical, idiotic things we could talk about, but uh, the rules... <laughs> you know, the, the law firm that wrote up these rules must be in the $20 million range right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, you can tell you're a lawyer because you, you come up with like 10 scenarios, nine more than I would ever think of. So, oh. so, so there's that. Uh, I don't know what you do with, I don't know what you do with, um, you know, the, the ticket season ticket holders. I've never been, uh, you know, in that you've era, never, I guess. you've never paid to get into a ball game, have you? 
I, I haven't had to pay to get into too many games, thankfully, but I, I did have season tickets to um, Wisconsin Badger football for many Ooh, years. I hope you kept those. I did not keep those uh, because as my kids were growing up, all of their activities were on weekends. And so uh, we ended up uh, not being able to go to so many games. And, and quite frankly, as, as you can imagine, sometimes it's hard to give tickets away or hard to resell tickets because you have to plan out for that. And, and it didn't always work out. But um, anyway, long story short, I, I don't know about the whole ticket situation. I think, I think, you know, one of the things that I heard is if they do allow fans back in, you have to start with uh, players' families first. Oh, uh, good idea. And, and, you know, perhaps team employees' families first. And then I think uh, your big donors next. Um, you and know, then, the interesting and, thing today on the lighter side of sports, even though we only do the audio on the upload, and the fans only have the benefit of hearing our golden voices week in and week out. I do have the audio and the video, and I'm going to do a little play-by-play -play of Craig Sean batting away mosquito after mosquito. One was on his nose, another on his forehead. He's got a big <laughs> Why am I on. out here? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting question as to why I, I may have you? to just start walking around and, and do this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk and talk. I'm gonna, you can I'm also uh, pick up my steps. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then if you feel like you need to spray a little off. So yesterday I went to uh, get some gas out of the shed and uh, lo and behold, a swarm of uh, hornets have decided to make a little bit of a uh, nest in our shed unbeknownst to me. It was a little bit of a surprise. And Dan, oh if I, you know, if they didn't do, if that wasn't bad enough, they went down in one of our little, uh, cubby holes in the boat i opened that and bam another nest of hornets these guys are making nope. hay while the sun shines but i guess yeah, I, dig sure. I digressed you know we missed nelly's birthday that was one thing i thought of june yeah 20th. you know that's right we, we did our boy last year on june 20th the milwaukee brewers were kind enough to award uh, an, an, a prize or an award to the person who most exemplified dave nelson's international uh ability to donate money or work on philanthropic. I have had a tough time talking this week since we haven't much practice. But anyway, no ball game, no check for open arms, no celebration, and it kind of slid right by. I, I feel a little guilty. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have to say the same thing. You know, it's, um, you know, he's been gone now for, you know, a couple of years and, um, you know, Birthdays can sometimes slide. I, I'm I'm still around and I let my birthday slide, and so there there's that. So, um, but oh. we we miss those are the those are some of the golden opportunities though of um, of why the game is is good is because you we can have you know recognition like that for good people, and um, I'm hoping that they uh, <clears throat> are still able to to do something along that route. Um, if not this year yet, get back to it for the 2021 season when things hopefully return to normal, that's for sure. Yeah, well, if it weren't for the back of baseball cards, I'd probably forget about Nelly's birthday, but I do have to say that I have now cornered the market on every Dave Nelson baseball card, and then his buddy, Greg Murphy, keeps sending me videos of his rookie year with the, uh, with the tribe. It's crazy, but, uh, you know, we could talk, Oh, there's just uh, some interesting things to talk about and some interesting scenarios that are unfolding. So I'm figuring 
the way it's planned right now, and I haven't seen any schedule of you. No, um, I, I saw a blurb the other day that the Yankees and Red Sox are going to are going to open up facing each other. I don't even know where. I, I haven't heard of any other schedule out yet. Um, I'm thinking from what I understand, they're going to have that out maybe as soon as you know tonight or Monday or at least early this week. So there's a, there's a few things to iron out uh, a little more exclusive than just making up a schedule and then having teams prepare for hotels and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm thinking early this coming week at the latest. Yeah. I heard opening day was 23rd, 24th of July. Is that what's your... right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's you... a, that's a Friday to start a weekend. July 23rd is. So I would imagine that everyone's going to be playing on that day. And, um, and it, and as you know, you've heard the, you know, the 60 game season is going to be 40 games within your own division and then 20 games opposite your division and the other league to keep travel all within your region, which is smart to do for, for a two month period. So that's 10 games with the Brewers and Cubs. That's five at Wrigley, five at Miller, according to my math. And, uh, will the Cubs bus in every day or the players drive in every day or will they play at the Fister? Will they sleep at the Fister and I play at the Fister and I'll play at Miller. And then if that's so, how many thousand Cub fans are going to be in there clamoring for autographs that they can't get under league rule 4.30. And then also if you go on the uh, return trip to Wrigley, how many people are going to be down there on, uh, on Clark street at the Cubby bear uh, packing in that tavern, not socially distancing, for the Cup Brewer game and listening to the thrill of it all, uh, actually there won't be anything to listen to because it'll be like spring training for a team that finished 80 games out of first place. Crack of the bat is all you're going to hear. Done. So here's the here's here's my take. Uh, there's no way fans are going to be at the Fister. First of all, it, it's my understanding that the protocols are not going to allow players to go freely when they're on the road. It, part of the you know, maintaining the pandemic is to, is to keep everybody together. That's, that's how I'm understanding it. Um, I, that's not 100%, but that's how I'm understanding it. So I can't imagine that any traveling party is going to be allowed to go off on their own and, and come back and forth. Like, like they're used to doing, the Brewers and Cubs are used to doing that because of the close proximity. I don't see that happening. And, and also the, the security... Um, and the isolation that they have planned for these hotels, there is, there is no way you're going to see a line of fans outside the hotels getting within three feet of these guys like, like normally happens on the road when they just clamor at the door and line up as these guys get off the buses. I, I don't see that happening at all either. So, um, so they'll keep them safe that way for sure. And then the other thing is I, I personally, it, hey, look, if, if bars are open and restaurants are open, and Wrigleyville is – that's what makes Wrigleyville special. I say go for it. Have a good time down there. You're watching the game off TV. It's the, it's the next best thing you can do to, to gather socially as long as you're doing it the right way. I, I wish that Miller Park had that, uh, that area. Downtown in Milwaukee, Jane. Tailgating. Yeah, well, but they, they're going to close the parking lot. So they won't what? open them. Yeah. What about yeah. – what about At a- least to start out with, that's, that's going to be their – their call because that's that's the rule right now in the city of Milwaukee. That's part of the limited gathering process. Well, so, so are you telling me that 
I'm not going to be able to buy David Ross a post-game steak at Ward's House of Prime. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Because this is getting bad. I th- at the very beginning, it's going to be that way. I, mean, I, I can't see it happening that way. I, it's, it's, it's my understanding that, you know, meals are going to be provided and it's going to be, they're going to be in, you know, reception halls at their hotels and that's where they're going to eat and they're going to hire a, they're going to have special, you know, chefs on site to feed these guys. So that's how I'm understanding it. I tell you what, the, the, the crew much, just, much like it happens in, uh, in Land O'Lakes, Wisconsin with Jamie Uretzky and his It's family. pretty isolated here, but I tell you what, the crew that just went to the space station via the Tesla spaceship, they had less, mem- they had less uh, procedural protocol than Major League Baseball, which <laughs> you can't spit, you can't chew seeds, you can't chew peanuts, chew peanut shells. You got to... I, I saw where the season ticket holders for the Giants get to take send a picture and they're going to cut out the picture like some Korean team did, and and put these morons in the stands in a in a one dimensional picture. <clears throat> this is going back to I have one I have one reason that I'm glad that they're going to play baseball, and I don't know whether it's going to be for a day or a two or a month, and that's because you're going to get to work. Other than that. I'm sticking with my original point. This is so <laughs> stupid. I can't even see straight. Now, come on. You know, 60 games so that the owners can get the world, the playoff shares. And <clears throat> so everything's divided by three. Even though I went to law school, <clears throat> I can divide by three. So, <clears throat> excuse me. If you have <clears> – this is really important. So you Spit say, it out. Spit it out. I spit it out, and now I'm going to talk. So, you know, a a stud goes 200 innings. So divide that by three. A stud is going to go 60 innings, 6-0. That's a studly deal, maybe 65. So the Cy Young Award winner is going to go 7-3, and big time. The guy that uh, um, goes to the mailbox named Bryce Harper and picks up a check he's going to still get a million dollars every two weeks and even at this prorated so everybody's getting a third of the deal and i'm not getting to go to the games i'm pissed it's absurd i'm happy you're for just years. mad that you can't go to the games well yeah i mean i want a vaccine i want santa claus the easter bunny and a few other things but more than anything i want to go to my new seats at wrigley sit there and watch game number one of 162. That's it. That's it. I, I don't want a deal where they start the 10th inning with a guy at second base. I don't want to see Kyle Schwarber bat left hand, uh, bat in the DH role. I want to see Lester facing pitchers, not hitters. The whole thing sucks. But if the Cubs can get to the World Series, do I get to go to that? Well, um, let me go back to your <clears throat> complaint that they were putting pictures of uh, fans in the stands. Stupid. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're a season ticket holder, and the Cubs very well may contact you and say, "Jamie, send us a nice smiley picture of yourself, a head and shoulder shot. We're going to turn it into a, a poster and put it in your season ticket at Wrigley Field, and we're going to do that with." 
what's what's the ticket base there? What's the season ticket? Is it twenty thousand? Is it more? Is it thirty thousand? More than that, thirty thousand, I bet. So some printer, some printing shop in Chicago is going to benefit right there. So there's money. There's money for somebody that didn't have it. Well, so this is what I'm looking at. Any way to generate money for anybody. Forget about what the players are making and, and the owners are making and the TV revenue and stuff. The good news is there's a lot of people that are, that are going to be able to, to benefit from this that, that haven't, including myself. I mean, I'll be selfish and say it. But there, are, there are a ton of people that have been furloughed, laid off with 30 organizations, you know, Major League Baseball, whatever it is. And it's going to be an opportunity to work again. So that to me is first and foremost. So I, I will take that any day. I could care less about the stats and awards. I just think it's good to play something and get going. And I also, I love the idea of extra innings starting with runner at second. I love that idea. I hope somehow they incorporate that the rest of the way. And I'll also take at this point, as much as I'm a traditionalist and like to actually see the strategy of pitchers hitting and changing pitchers because of that, uh, I'll take the DH right now. If the players want an extra guy on a roster, and to me, a 26-man roster should mean there's a DH available for every team, both leagues. Uh, to me, that's the round number that makes sense. If they want more players playing and making money, the DH seems to make sense. It'll keep a guy potentially like Ryan Braun in that role with Milwaukee for another year or two, potentially. So every team's got a guy like that they'd like to keep around for another year or two. And if he wasn't able to do that, then he's probably going to retire. And why retire when he can still play? Well, why don't we just play six innings? And if you're... <clears throat> if That's you're fine with me. Let's play two six-inning games. And if you're winning... You don't have to come off the field. You can just keep throwing until the other team gets close to you, and then you you come back and you get the bat again. So why waste time with one team batting? If they've got a – let's say they score eight runs in the first inning, why don't they just pitch until the other team gets within three runs of them? Or why start a guy at second base? Why not just start him at third base? Or why don't you have the bases loaded and he might walk in the winning run? And who gets charged with that? The guy in the bullpen, of course. Nobody cares. And how about the beer vendor? And speaking of the beer vendor, he ain't coming back. And with respect to my picture, you raised an outstanding point. My picture, my image is worth $1,000 a game times <laughs> 30 home games. I want 30 grand in royalties from them putting my picture up. Number two. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, they didn't say that you could put the name of your uh, law firm underneath it. They just want your damn picture. You know, it's just like Bo Jackson. They don't need to say anything when Bo's picture goes up. He gets 500 grand. And so I'm only going to take 1,000. Number two, that's 30,000 of my fellow season ticket holders that are waiving, in their mind, the right to royalties. So <clears throat> got a class action going against Mr. Ricketts. And number three, I'll think of number three, but everything is threes. Uh, <laughs> Man, you've exhausted yourself already, and we're not even halfway through the show. I know. What about, uh, are they going to have any spring training games, or is it going to be the, um, the crap that MLB Network keeps talking about with, you know, uh, um, the, the interleague or interest squad games with um, the big boys facing the big boys? 
Yeah, I, <clears throat> I don't think they've settled that yet. I, I've actually heard they're highly considering playing, you know, two or three exhibition games, which would mean, obviously, you know, a Cub Brewer or a White Sox Brewer, something along that line where it's easy enough travel. Um, but I, to me, all, all I know is this. I'm not sure that's entirely necessary at this point because one thing that that over the last couple of days that actually became a surprise to me uh, is how much at least for the Milwaukee Brewers organization, they really believe that their pitchers are way ahead of the game than they thought they would be coming in uh, after this pandemic situation was settled and, and players could come in. I mean, they're, they're looking, you know, uh, at some of their pitchers right now who they think they're, they're at 90%. So if we're thinking it's still going to be a month before playing ball, they're going to be ready to roll. And they may actually be able to pitch deeper into games or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but um, I think that's a, a positive sign right there. And I'm not sure we need exhibition games at this point. I say, you know, train for your two, two to three weeks and, and let's go. Right. Therein, you've, you've uh, outlined and laid out another incredibly inequitable injustice that has occurred at the hands of Major League Baseball without any type of control from March 6th until today. Their rules have been rather spotty. And so if the Brewers are holding illegal workouts at some high school so that they're all ready to go today, that is a major breach of the protocol set forth by the Major League Baseball in March. So, who said they were illegal? As a Cub fan, uh, they're not who allowed. Who said they to were illegal? The rules say nine, no more than nine guys together, and they can't use the uh, the mound. They can't throw off the rubber. They have to. They can't use the bathroom. They can't spit. I mean, there's all sorts. Of <laughs> I don't care. Play ball. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just being devil's advocate, First of man. All, there's no rule breaking here. You can individually go work out at a facility and have somebody come and watch you if he's, you know, there's there's no rule that anybody can't be there. Right. So so that's all these guys have been doing. Sure. I, I mean, one by one, they've been coming back to Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, I can only speak on behalf of, of what I know. But, um, you know, I, I think it's been good. I think players are showing, you know, some sort of dedication that way that when the bell does ring, they're going to be physically ready to go. I've I will a, give you that. I've got a question for you that you won't. Yeah, <clears throat> you and I won't know the answer to, but I'm going to research this and come back next week. How many players on the 40-man roster of the Brewers were drafted in the sixth round or later? Have no clue. You know I would what? say a, I would say a ton. A ton of those guys are never going to be signed in the future because. The nickel and dime MLB decided that we're going to be punitive and cut the draft off at five. And you can go out and sign some free agents for 500 bucks or whatever it was. I'm telling you, I don't get it. I'm not sure where they're going with the approach that they're taking. But, you know, I draw the line at no spitting. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it's going to be it's really going to be different. You know, if they're going to if, if players have that type of discipline. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, you know, I, no I can't imagine it. There's no way. There's, There's no, no way. way. I and think like, you can put all these rules out there, but you know what? I mean, 
what happens if they break any of these tedious rules that you and I have been talking about? There, there's, there's nothing at the end of the paragraph that says you're going to get kicked out of the game, uh, lose a strike while you're, uh, or gain a strike if you're at the plate and you do it or whatever. So, yeah, you know. it's a good point. Yeah, and, part- and you know what? With, what's going to happen on a walk-off, a walk-off win? Are, are you know. all going to – are you all going to form a line and, and just look at each other one by one as you're coming through and, and not Can't give each touch. other a high five or anything like that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> that'll, well, be, that'll be an award for the most disciplined team because there's going to be plenty of walk-off victories. There's no question. That's how baseball works. I, th- I think the uh, speedometer would be great. You have a spit meter on the board, and if you spit three times, you are ejected from the game. No questions asked. I think that's a speedometer, speedometer, (laughs) have a lot of meters, a pitch meter, a bat step, batter steps out meter. I mean, let's screw up Abner Doubleday's game if we can. I'm telling you what, I've told you these little leaguers, they get on the bench together. They're high fiving, they're high elbowing, they're doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, not only that, but the woodchucks are playing in front of fans July 1st, you and me, buddy. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, we got to be – that's coming up in a, in a couple of days. I know. Um, so if so, I make the drive up from uh, from Madison up there and you make the drive down, who, who buys first beer? Who buys first hot dog? How, how are we going to work this out? Uh, and how often, are we gonna, how often are we going to imbibe in these? Yeah, well, how we many gotta, innings? Yeah, that last, last game I made one inning, but it was raining out. Um, I think uh, – a four hot dog limit, a two beer limit. We won't be able to let you have peanuts probably because of the COVID rules. But um, it'll be, in all seriousness, it'll be interesting to see if they really do start on July 1st with fans there. It's crazy. Well, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the college summer leagues um, are planning that. I know in Milwaukee they are with the Milwaukee Milkmen. Um, you know, the unfortunately – the, the worst bit of this news that I found out in the last couple of days is the famous Madison Mallards will not be having a team this year because of what go, goes back to a few minutes ago when I was saying that each city has their set of rules for each county, depending upon what state you live in. Right. And our area here won't, won't allow it. So there, there will be no college team is going to want to you know play without any fans i mean they, they got to make some money somehow and if they're not going to allow fans in which apparently this place seats eight thousand, something like that and they usually sell out every game because the atmosphere is so great and the city says you can only have 250 people in there what's what's the point so they they actually ended up canceling their season which is absolutely tragic in my opinion well, the same thing with all these minor leagues. I mean, I know the major leagues are trying to get rid of the minor, a lot of the minor leagues, but this is uh, tough. And then, like I said, really the draft choices cutting off at five, that's going to, that's going to make a big difference. And I think, like I said, a vaccine is going to be the Rolaids relief guy of the year. When the doctors finally approve a vaccine, which I predict will be on January 12th, on January 12th, everybody will start scheduling their vaccine. By spring training, we'll all be inoculated. That's a big word, but we'll all be there, and we'll get ready to go. In the meantime, we're going to have this sham performance so that Bryce Harper can get a few million and 
the owners can can hopefully keep everybody healthy healthy until the wild card teams. It's a joke, but since this is the lighter side of baseball, I, I am looking forward to you know seeing these guys play ball. The Mike Trout's of the world, the the uh, Christian Yelich's of the world, the Canes of the world, the Bronze. I mean, the Brewers are primed to finish second in that league. I know they are. It's going to be a great year for them. <laughs> Behind Ryan. who? Well, there's no Behind question, buddy. Oh, the <laughs> David Ross inaugural tour, baby. It's going to be. Oh my God! It's going to be Ross versus Madden in the World Series. It's going to be great. Oh my God! Hello, Joe. So, so you're predicting another uh, like first or second round Brewer bow out in the playoffs? Of which, by the way, the playoffs. Now, did you hear the latest? Uh, was it yesterday? The Players Association said, you know what? Come to think of it, we may be open to expanded playoffs. Uh, Tony Clark woke up. What? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, now you, now you want to double it up and make it even more exciting because you, you want more. Uh, you know, I, I'm fine. Whatever they want to do, honestly, well, this is such a throwout year anyway. Why not, why not throw everything in and, and see what the heck happens? Because... So far, they've they've accomplished that as far as everybody agreeing to do certain things that you and I have just discussed. So right. I say, why not? So the Players Association says, you know, <clears throat> as you just so eloquently said, we're, we're thinking we're in favor of that. And the, the owners go, great, we'll split the revenues 30-70. We get 70, you get 30. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. it was 50-50. Well, that was before. You're right. Now we got we to recoup that pro rata deal that we agreed to back in March that our lawyers didn't exactly explain very well. The whole thing is, I'll tell you what, seriously, it's a bad omen for the new collective bargaining agreement negotiations. I pray to God that they grow up and at some point during the 2021 season, they say, we got a deal. We're not going to worry. We've got it early. And here we go. We're off to the races. Um, we have now in place increase the salary luxury tax to 250 million and every team's got to have a payroll of 100 million and that's my i won't have anything else to talk about on lighter side of baseball god i hope you do man this is getting old this, this is, is getting, getting old not the podcasts <laughs> <laughs> now mr kashan made a little blunder the podcasts are not getting old oh the, no no yeah. no the, they're they're the inter boy we're in an interlude the interlude is getting old. We you know, need... I really thought last week you sent me a text. Maybe it was probably it was two weeks ago. You sent me a text and said, hey, uh, I'm hearing that they're, they're agreeing on this deal. I'm telling you by the time you, everybody but you drives home from work, because I didn't have a job, uh, that there'll be a deal in place. <laughs> and, and two weeks later, and I thought you'd be happy with that. And you don't, you still don't sound happy. So I, I beg this question. Haven't you been bored and don't you need to be entertained? Well, as I said, and I always strive to be very consistent. I'm happy that you are going to have a job to drive to. Although um, I was visiting with, Mr. Dwayne's stats, and he said he could do the baseball games from home. And I go, well, could I be the third guy in the booth with you and there, Brian <laughs> Anderson? And 
He said, yeah. I mean, of course he'd say, yeah, well, he doesn't have anything to lose. Have I been bored? No. Have I missed baseball? Yeah, but real baseball. Not Korean baseball, not Japanese baseball, not Taiwanese baseball. I've missed 162 games that my Cubbies play with me at 81 of them. Now, I sound like a broken record. You're trying as hard as you can to get me to be excited. The day I texted you was the day that I was sure that there was an agreement. That was two weeks ago, Monday, after right. after Manfred had, uh, uh, before Manfred, screwed up on the uh, draft day. So it was, the, it was the day before the draft, and uh, it sounded to me like they had finally read their agreement in March and realized what they had written down. And so they were going to play 70 games and negotiate with the players on their salary. Didn't happen. Now, 70 games seems fine to me. And I know it seems fine to you and the players. <clears throat> Anything over 48 was good. But um, to your point, have a two-week spring training. If you want to set your limit of pitch, pitchers going three innings, so be it. Expand the roster to 35. Just get going. It's like this is like giving birth to an elephant. Why do they need to start in another month? Yeah, it, it seems long to me. But, you know, the, I think part of the problem is when they, when they, you know, negotiated and they didn't have an end date, which, which you and I have, you know, said a million times they need a deadline date. You need a deadline date because this has to happen. You need a deadline because that has to happen, you know. They, they had nothing ready to go. They didn't have a no preliminary schedule because they weren't sure what was really going to happen. What dates are they really playing? When's the season really going to end? That type of thing. So they're basically, they basically had to wait until they had a signed deal to go ahead and start doing everything that they normally do almost a year ahead of time as far as getting schedules together, uh, plans, uh, hotels, restaurants, travel, air, all that stuff. And then on top of that, you have to add their, their new safety, uh, safety protocols for health. Yeah. And which is unprecedented. We, we don't know what the right thing is to do and what the wrong thing is to do. Right. We just need to, we just need to figure out how to, how to keep them safe somehow. And, and I think the other thing I think one of the other things that I, that I think has been <clears throat> really underrated, and, and I told you two months ago this was going to be a big deal, is how psychologically players were comfortable doing this, right. whether or not it was you know just being next to somebody on the team or finding out they'd been next to somebody on the team that tested positive. Uh, are they going to be able to be with their families or not, and in what capacity, um, and, and that's immediate family. Let alone how many players still have their parents, you know, flying in from you know out of state to come watch their games potentially somewhere. I mean, all that stuff, you know, goes out the window. And so I think psychologically, I think we're starting to see, you know, players in in all of sports have concerns health wise if this is the right thing to do at this point, and that you know it continues to, to raise questions. And it, um, in some form or fashion, it breaks 
a unity of saying we are going to play, but by the same token, everyone has their right to their opinion. And, and some guys have had the options to, to opt out and not even play. So, um, but very few have done that. So, you know, to to me, there's still this big psychological part of returning that we knew was going to be a big deal, but I think it was, it was underscored. Well, I think, you know, the way they feel now is going to be different than the way they feel in a month or two months. And depending on how they, let's say you go for 30 and all of a sudden you go, man, I don't feel so good. Or my wife's going to not be able to see me. I'm going home or, um, you know, you get out of the blocks 20 for 25 and all of a sudden what fever, I feel good. And, uh, yeah, the, the whole thing, I mean, once you get over the health and what, you know, they shouldn't be playing. It's a no brainer to me, but once you get past that, then, you know, the union guys, some of these guys are mad. They, they go for a month and go, well, you know, I've already got 4 million in the bank. I'm not feeling so good. Who knows? It's just, it's going to be weird. Now, if I'm wrong and, and every 30 man roster that turns into 28 and 26, if they all got it out, like the baseball players normally do great. And, um, you know, the guys that are already on the DL are making money. So whoever decided to have surgery in October or, or November is doing good. Um, anyway, there's, well, in a month, some of these variables will come become known. I'm going to uh, pause a minute on segment one, and when we come back with Craig Kashan on segment two, he and I are going to analyze the order of finish in the central divisions of both leagues. How about that, Craig? All right. Thanks hey. for the heads up on that. There you go. You got two minutes. <laughs> I see a guy in the pool. You need to see some girls in the pool. Well, I think we are, uh, we're recording my little red buttons flashing. Kashan would not jump in the pool, although I urged him to. He keeps walking around, and for those who can't see, because nobody gets the video, as I said before, he's got this beautiful pool right behind him. And as soon as he starts working, he's going to put water in the pool, and we'll be ready to go. I'm kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't want anybody feeling sorry for Craig. Just a little Do joke. Do not feel sorry for me. Besides, wife, I, I have a well out here, so I don't have to pay for the water. And his <laughs> wife works for a fine television network, and so that's good. <clears throat> that's good. Everybody healthy? We didn't cover that. Yeah, I mean, so far, you know, we're, you know, keeping our fingers crossed and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's, you know, I've got two college boys, and um, a lot of the younger generation now are the ones that are testing positive everywhere. But uh, so far, so good. No, you know, they're they're working. Uh, no one's had any signs of anything in our family. And quite honestly, Jamie, we've pretty much, uh, stayed put here at the house, you know, even with restaurants and, and bars opening up, we, we haven't gone to a single one yet. So I personally don't want to take any chances after, you know, waiting four months to get back to work. It's the last thing I need right now. So I, I'm uh, perfectly happy where I am. I can hear you already. Welcome back Brewers fans. This is Craig Kishon. <laughs> and then, and you got something to talk about the pregame. Have you done any live interviews with any of the players or with Craig Council, or has it all been by phone? Um, well, no, not in person. Everything we've done has been virtual. We we even put together a uh, a draft show that airs uh, July first, uh, a Brewers draft show, and um, I did uh, all the interviews after each day of the draft. 
you know, virtually on Zoom and stuff. So we've had really good interaction with people, uh, you know, uh, coaches, players, uh, front office, that type of thing. Uh, quite honestly, that we normally wouldn't do. I mean, we, when you can do that in your own home at, uh, at the last second agreement that, you know, this time slot will work. Are you available? Yep. Okay, let's do it. And um, everyone's been very good. I will say that. No one's been uh, holding back information. No one's been stuffy, put off, anything like that. Everyone's, you know, shown up for their stuff. And uh, I think this Zoom, <clears throat> this Zoom thing not only saved your podcast, but it may have saved uh, the, the whole business world. Could anything save my podcast? Maybe if Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I, I'll tell you what, the guys are so bored. You, if you know the phone number to get a hold of these guys, everybody but Ed Cedar will say, yeah, I'll do it. But Cedar, you know, I got to clear it with Craig, and I got to clear it with the GM and the president. And Mr. Antanasio is a little busy right now, and he's not taking my calls. But other than that, not to diss on Ed, but come on, Ed. I won't even <laughs> He's the only one still giving you the blow off. So. He's the only one. I've talked to half of the guys that Nellie and I used to represent. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to get on. Everybody's dying to get on the lighter side of uh, baseball. But, uh, you know, I've called Euchre a few times and he won't return my call. I don't get it. But uh, come on, Euchre. He's, he's got to save the golden pipes, man. Give he's, us some humor. He's got, he's got better things to do. Man, nothing's better than on the lighter side of baseball. And I hate Come to on. tell you, you're not Dan Patrick, so if you're not Dan Patrick, he's not doing your show. I'm not Dan Patrick. I'm not even Craig Kishon. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, you know, unless they're really bored, I'm getting guys that, you know, got bounced out of the league for steroids. They're the only ones that will talk to me. Anyway. <laughs> That is beautiful. So give me your top five in the National League Central, beginning with the number one division winning at, and, and their record. Tell me their record out of 60 games. Uh, well, I am going to um, selfishly put the Brewers at the top of the division. Um, I'll, I, I'll say <laughs> they'll the, go. There goes your fee. <laughs> oh yeah no, well. no money for craig okay brewers what's their record uh, i'm gonna cancel out that invoice then for this week yeah uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go um 36 and 24 does that add up to 60 sometimes um so that's what I, i'm gonna go i like the that i'm gonna okay. go with the brewers there I, I don't think i think anybody's gonna run away from anything in any division to be honest with you i think i think the structure of this is so unique to everybody but the i know you're going to ask me this why why the brewers on top i think i think the I, I wasn't going to ask you that now you're asking yourself questions well, go, now, ahead. No, uh, no, go ahead sound, interview yourself I like you sound like, <laughs> i sound like you okay why do you think the brewers besides them cheating get the pitching oh yeah uh in all honesty, I, I think that they're the best team to play out a final 60 games. I, I'm not going into this short 60-game season saying, which many of the national writers have put out, this is what so-and-so's record uh, averaged over the last five years in the first 60 games. Who uh, cares beast. about the first uh, 60 games? Everybody is tied for the division lead right now, and there are 60 games to go. Nobody ever approaches the beginning of a season saying everybody's tied 
there's 162 games to go. That's not how it works. Right now, everybody's tied in the division, which, hey, there are some years the divisions are, are so competitive that mo- all five teams could be within a few games of each other. So basically, this is that scenario. But I like how the Brewers have created a blueprint, uh, created a script, whatever you want to call it, uh, and handled their player decision-making in, in the final two months of a season, especially the final month of a season, if they're, they're still within reach. And I definitely think they will be. Um, so that's, that's my take. I think they're the most experienced team with uh, the final 60 success most recently within the division. So I'm going with them first. What, what do you think of that analysis? Well, I like the 36 and 24. That's pretty, you know, of course, there's not a big range because if you figure team wins the division with 92 to 96 and you divide that by three, then you, you may be a little bit heavy. I think the, um, the roster strength of the Brewers is certainly clear. Their starting pitching leaves me uh, believing that Council doesn't have enough strength in his right arm to keep going to the bullpen as many times as he would to win 36 games. So uh, even though you've got a great bullpen, I don't think you get to the bullpen in first place. Now, that's, of course, the disclaimer is because my first place team would be the Chicago Cubs. And shocker, they were the fastest team last year to 60 in 60 games. And I think that their record is going to be 40 and 20. Ooh, wait, what? 40 and 20, baby. Does that, I think, does, are they going to have the best record in, in the entire major league baseball as well? Yeah, basically because it'll be either them or the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, since we're in the Central Divisions? All right, so you pick the Brewers, I pick the Cubs. That's pretty obvious. We could, I think uh, that would have been pretty. Now for the next, the last four teams, are there five <coughs> teams still in the division, or did we expand and we didn't? There's still we? five. All well, right. there's, there's, there's four plus the Pirates. Ooh. So that tells you who my fifth-place team is. But my second-place team, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the – St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, you're killing me. Yeah, I know it. That's that's it, it, as long as I don't get the invoice to you anymore, I'm going to kill you through these standings. Um, so I can go with the Cardinals next. I, I they're going to finish behind the Brewers. I don't know what their record's going to be. It doesn't matter to me at this point. Three games um, back. I, I just I just like the uh, what they were able to establish last year, even though they they faded a bit, you know, in the month of September. Um, I, I, I just like their uh, transition that they made uh, post-Matheny. Uh, that took a while, and it does. And so um, I, th- I think they, in this scenario, uh, play things pretty smart as an organization like Milwaukee does. So um, I will just go with them uh, in second place right now. All right. Who's what do you got? It ain't the Cardinals. They're in fifth place for me. Whoa. They nosed out the – they just lost out to the Pirates by a game. Wow. My second, my second place team are the Cincinnati Reds. You're buying that right away? 
Oh my God, they're, they're scary. Gonna, they're huh? scary. Well, and, and the reason I do that is because they play 10 games against the Brewers. So that's nine and one. And, oh my God. <laughs> so I think that the Reds I'm buying, um, my third place, I'll jump in and give you a chance to catch your breath and rest because this is fast, fast action. Uh, my second, my third place team would be the uh, Brewers. Okay. And followed by the uh, Pirates. And then the, uh, who's that leave? The Birds on a Bat. They're last. Wow. Last in my heart. Are you so, writing this stuff down so yeah, we have we're something gonna... to talk about in October? Absolutely. Well, in uh, August when the season ends. August? Oh, September. Thank you. I'm just seeing if you're awake. We're not paying no. you. Got to keep you awake. All right, so you've got the Cardinals finishing second. Yep, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cubs in third. Uh, although I, I, I'm uh, very suspect on David Ross as a first year manager. And in this, in this scenario, 60 games. I'm telling you, he's going up against some uh, some guys that have uh, a lot of experience managing organizations. And I, I don't see this being a good fit for a first-year manager, a 60-game schedule. Uh, I just don't. So, um, you know, decisions have to be made uh, much quicker, kind of going back to what we were talking about. If, if a guy, you know, jumps out uh, to a great start at the plate or, or if he doesn't, uh, same with pitching, you know, you don't, you don't have the whole season to, to make those type of tough decisions. And, you know, he was just a player a couple of years ago few years ago and these type of decisions are are tough on a first-year manager so I I don't I see that as being their biggest obstacle in this in this format so that's why I'm going to put but I, I always like their talent uh, I do and they've had great success in our division you know for a long long time so um, I, I will give them that and put them in third so your thoughts your thoughts on my thoughts yeah, I, I like to rank anything. I'll rank everything and anything. So I think that their strongest uh, asset is David Ross. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't choke well, on your water. It very well might be. It very well might be, but he's still the decision maker. I think their Achilles heel is the strength of the Milwaukee Brewers bullpen. <clears throat> I think the Cubs bullpen sucks. They got rid of guys that were – the backbone of the bullpen you know they what have they paid brandon morrow 750 million dollars to not pitch <laughs> he must be related to theo and i think that their their starting pitching is the same except they don't have cole hamels they've, they've they're bound to find after 30 years you're you're bound to find one guy in the minor league that can pitch so i'm i'm betting that somebody gets out of that and i think their hitting is is as good as the Brewers, but I think the Brewers have the edge in the bullpen. And, and in this scenario, the 60-game deal with pitchers probably not going very long into the games, I think your bullpen is, is what's going to win it for the, for the Brewers if, if I'm wrong and they finish first. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, you know, and they only got healthier with, when you know, Corey Canable wasn't supposed to come back until June after, you know, missing – all of last year, you know, with Tommy John surgery and stuff. And now, now he's ready to pitch. So here's a guy that wasn't even, you know, 
going to be on the roster on opening day and not expected to do anything at best until right about now. And so they become obviously stronger in that scenario. So, um, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you on that analysis of the uh, the Brewers bullpen. I mean, it, that's what's kept this team going um, in, in late innings. And that's again to me though, that's part of the blueprint and the success. And you know, they're going to have this opportunity again here in sixty games. I guarantee you, they're not going to treat you know very many games right out of the gate um, any differently than they would have. Um, last year, the year before, at last three years with them being in playoff contention and really having good, strong finishes to the season. They're not going to treat them, you know, any of these games much differently, that's for sure. So, okay, so then after that, uh, I'm going to put the Reds in fourth. I'm just – I know that they're, they, they have some talent. Um, they're together for the first time. They made a huge commitment after being, being a – kind of a failing franchise for for a long time I, I don't see them coming out on top of this division this year I think they need that first full season in this whatever format that they have done here which is kind of mix and matching you know veteran players position players and pitchers you know with some up-and-comers so um, I see them finishing in fourth and of course I already said the Pirates they're they're just not ready to compete at all which is too bad so no, they'd probably lose to Arizona State if they played a, a seven-game <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. So, so in the American League Central, uh, you know, of course, you've got some good teams, uh, but again, it's kind of the the, um, the the mirror image of the Central and the National League in terms of payroll. You've got, um, you know, even though. I guess the Indians would have the highest payroll, the Twins and the uh, the Twins are coming up a little bit. So who do you pick in the American League Central? You know, I, I would have to I would have to start with with either the Twins or the Indians. Um, I don't think the Twins did anything to hurt themselves, you know, during the offseason at all. I yeah, I haven't I haven't specifically dived into that division. Um, but but you're certainly a fan. knowing certainly knowing how they how things kind of unfolded last year. I, I think that, I think the twins were clearly a surprise team a year ago. I don't think anybody expected them to, to jump and to maintain a high level of success, you know, all season long. So there, they'd be, they'd be a pick, but I, I, I'd probably go with Cleveland first. I go Cleveland one, Minnesota two there. Um, and you know, the white Sox probably better than either one of us on the phone here. Are they a good third pick? I think so. Um, that's probably true. And then, uh, you got the, boy, I can't even think of the fifth team in the uh, central and that's my, I got season. Well, you got the Tigers, the Tigers are the the Tigers and then the Royals, your Royals. Right. So here's what I have. So they, they're going to tie for fourth. They could tie for fourth. (laughs) Will they, will, in your opinion, will either of those teams win 20 games? Probably not. That's a lot of games. Boy, that might be a stretch for those two right now. Yeah. You're right. So here I've got in my central division, uh, this is because it's a 60-game schedule, and I have to adopt to that 60-game schedule and the 26-man roster. I, I've 
inputted all that new data that will not be relevant next year, but relevant only this year with the various staffs, who's expected to go, would they go north with the team now or go south or just stay at home? I guess the, when you break camp, you, you just don't break camp. So I digress. Right. I have the Tigers winning the division. They had a great draft. <laughs> they had a great draft. You know? uh, and I think because of the strength of the draft, they're going to have those guys up. And uh, Miggy will be the DH, and they'll put that new kid at first base. I have the White Sox finishing second because uh, I just think that really they could have won, but I'm going with the Tigers. So the Tigers and Sox won two. They'll be battling it out in September, I guess. They'll be battling it out in September. And then uh, – now, these are the guys that, remember, you play. The Brewers play five, um, what? Five, four games against each one of these guys. Right. Um, and so you need to pay, pay more attention. Uh, Tiger Sox. I have a month to go. Royals. Nobody told me this was going to happen for sure. Never take it for granted. Uh, so I've got the Tiger Sox, Royals, uh, the Indians in fourth place, and the Twins in fifth place. Now. So who could, needs to pay attention? Who needs to pay attention? You could. Let's go back on those picks. Okay, so Craig has the Indians, Twins, Sox, Tigers, Royals. I have the Tigers, Sox, Royals, Cleveland, and Twins. I think I've got a better shot than you do. Recapping oh, so. Craig in the uh, National League Central, which he's studied up, and he, he talks to Craig Council a couple times a day. He's got the uh, Brewers winning because they're roster strong. The Cardinals finishing ahead of the Cubs because he knows I like the Cubs. The Reds and then the Pirates. So I have the Cubs, the Reds, the Brewers, the Pirates, and the Cards. I can't wait. I don't need the other divisions, although I am interested in Joe Madden and, and the Angels, man. I think that's going to be Albert Pujols last year. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. That, that's going to be that's going to be one, you know, to watch. But unfortunately, uh -oh. you're going to have to stay up late to watch those games because you'll never see them cross over, right? I mean. Yeah, they're they're going right. to be playing all their games out west in in Pacific time zones for the most part, and you know until they play the the uh, Rangers and Astros. But I mean that that's the one thing about this schedule, the sixty game schedule, keeping it uh, within the, your regional divisions is there's not going to be any of the crossovers. So yeah. we're, we're nine teams are are uh, are playing. I mean, ten teams are playing each other, and that's it for two months. Well, and until on the lighter side of baseball, gets a sponsor. I can't afford to get a VCR or whatever they call it now. To, so I can't record anything. I can't record, you know, the um, Addison Russell's first at bat in Korean baseball, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but by God, well, Papa Kino's is supposed to open up. And uh, you're going to have to come down for a barbecue and Papa Kino's in the offseason when travel is, uh, is authorized. After the uh, Cubs play the Angels in the World Series, you'll be uh, you'll be envious of my pick. So if if that happens, you you always take you always take a special guest to the World Series. Absolutely, I know you you're so right. So I I'm gonna since my invoicing is obviously being halted at this point, uh, yeah. I would I would say that 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 would be a good choice here is taking your buddy. And if COVID nineteen continues through the World Series, you can have all my tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, pal. I I took a uh, a screenshot of of 
what I've been looking at for the last hour here yeah. is your, your image, which is silhouetted out because you're inside and you're sitting in front of at least three patio windows with the sun out behind you, which is a, a TV no-no. You should know that. But I've, I've, I've done that and I'm sending it in uh, to the Cubs and that's going to be your headshot and your season ticket uh, when they get things printed oh, up. Oh, you are a nefarious <laughs> son of a gun, Mr. Kipchoge. <laughs> All right, buddy. This has been much more fun than our, our kind of depression we've been going through. I am personally, after this episode of On the Lighter Side of Baseball, I'm looking forward to getting going. I'm looking forward to, you know, harassing you about, you know, Craig Council finally ran out with his magic baton bringing people in. And we got your pitcher that kind of looks, he covers up his face when he's about to pitch. And he's a reliever that you guys had. He had some good years with you guys. He was in and out of Marijuanaville. What, who's that guy? You know. Who covers up their face and smokes marijuana? I have no idea who you're talking about. Come on. He pitched for the Brewers last year. I, I, I have no idea who in the world you could be possibly talking about. <clears throat> I have to he, clear my throat here right now. I thought was, the show was over. <laughs> he, was, he was traded to the Royals for God only knows. I think he came over in the, uh, the deal for, uh, for Grinky. For that mediocre Grinky guy. Yeah, yeah. Our All boy right. Jeremy Jeffers is who you're talking uh, about. I knew you'd remember is, that. Is he going to be? Is he going to be your uh, relief pitcher of the year for the he's, for the sixty game season? He's the bridge and the anchor to the bullpen. He's the bridge to the anchor. He's going to save, set up, maybe start. You never know with David Ross. We have no idea what he's going to do. He could be the Joe Madden uh, guy that started openers or whatever Madden did. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be. Can, it, it couldn't be any more crazier. We know that. All right, buddy. I'm going to try to maintain what brilliant thoughts we had today. I've written it down. We're going to keep that in the uh, on the lighter side folder, and then uh, I'll track you down next week or give you maybe ten days to recover, and then we'll go. Awesome show, man. Enjoyed it. I did too. Go take a dip. Get away from those bugs. Is that an umbrella in the background? What are you carrying around, dude? <laughs> it's, no, it's. It's uh what's it's that red thing? The patio. We have a few of oh, those. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. It's that sunny a, back here. That is a beautiful estate. Do you grow grapes and make wine? Over there in that corner we do. Okay. And we're still <laughs> recording, buddy. <laughs> All right. Have a safe day. We'll talk to you later, buddy. We'll do, we'll do. All right. All right. Goodbye, buddy. Good stuff, man. That was that fun. That was fun. That was fun. All right. Go Cubs. <laughs> Later. I'll, I'll be prepared to give you uh, American oh. League West Division matchups. Oh, yeah. On our next call. And manager of the year. Yeah, exactly. I have no idea who that would be. All right. Later. <laughs> All right, pal. Have a All good right. one. You too. See bye. ya.